welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Accountant Podcast. I am your host Kelly and today's topic of conversation will be motivation. So first I'd like to give a little update on um, my previous papers that I was doing. Um, So I've finished two more. I'm just waiting on my results to come back from my alternative assignments that I was telling you guys about and I should get those in the next two to three weeks. It's like a month to or like three weeks to a month to actually get the results back which is quite frustrating and annoying but it is what it is and hopefully we pass those ones and I'm about to start my final two to getting my degree to becoming an accountant. So I just thought I'd give you that little update. I've also been working on some stuff behind the scenes, um, a really fun little project that I think will help everyone out who's a business owner. And um, if you want to kind of get my little updates and hints and tips, you can head over and like my Instagram and Facebook at The Millennial Accountant um, if you want to go and follow me there. And yes, let's just get straight into it. Today is, you know, I said we're talking about motivation. There are so many theories about motivation, but one that I always found was to be my favorite was Herzberg's, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that, but it's like Herzberg um, two-factor theory. So if if you know it, you'll know that I'm butchering the name, but at least you'll know it. If you don't, then I'm trying my best. I'm not good at um, pronouncing names. And pretty much the two-factor theory is on the base that um, you've got hygiene factors and motivation factors. So the hygiene factors are things like your salary, your job security, the working conditions, and things like that. And if they are not present, then that'll cause dissatisfaction and dismotivation kind of in in the person's role. Um, And then you've got your motivation factors, which when present, help to motivate the employees. So these are things like sense of achievement, recognition, responsibility. So um, you may be wondering probably like, why does this matter? Why should I be looking into this? But it's a really important topic and it's a really important thing to think about when you're a business owner because you may be having employees that are performing at a substandard level at the moment because they're simply not motivated. Uh, And it's very important that you um, to recognize that if you um, you could have the right people, but if they're not motivated and if those hygiene factors aren't there, they're going to be sitting at below. So they're not even going to be performing their best and you may be thinking oh well that rings a bell I employed this person a year or so ago and you know I I thought that would be good their CV was good they should be perfect for the job but for some reason they're just not performing to the standard that I thought they would and this could be potentially why so I'm going to go over most of the points between the two different factors and we'll just discuss what they are maybe some things to improve that and we'll see how we go So we'll start with the hygiene factors. So again, this is, uh, if they weren't present, it causes dissatisfaction. So I want to make sure that there's like three different levels. So you've got, let's just go like number-wise, you've got your negatives below par, like below zero, 
if these factors aren't there, they're going to be performing below your average, below zero. Then you've got your zero state, which is where I guess your hygiene factors may be present, but your motivation factors aren't there. So they're just sitting at zero. They're sitting at, eh, it's all right. They're doing their job. And then if you want them to perform and be motivated and put in the effort to get the performance that you require out of them, that's where the motivation factors come in and that's where you get your positive numbers. All right. Now that we can, we've kind of got that sorted, I just thought I'd make that clear because it is a wee bit confusing. Um, let's get into the hygiene factors. So the first one is salary. Uh, we all know that salary and money drives most people. Everyone needs money to, you know, buy food and clothes and to have a house and um, all the important stuff that you kind of need to live uh, requires money of some kind. So it's important that they have a salary relative to their job and to their performance ability. Um so if that's not present and if they're not getting a salary, then, you know, it's going to cause dissatisfaction. Uh, we're seeing this a lot, or we did see it a lot in New Zealand um, not too long ago. Gee, well, it feels like not too long ago, but it probably was a while ago. We were having strikes um, with nurses, I think, and doctors or whatever, at hospitals, because they weren't satisfied with the pay they were getting, and that's causing dissatisfaction obviously they love their jobs and they're helping people but it's causing them to be dissatisfied because they're not getting paid and they're not getting the right pay for what they're doing which is pretty much saving people's lives so it's definitely an important thing but of course that's imperative because salary is different for not only every different role within an organization between organizations um, between individuals because you know you may get two people who come in and have the exact same experience but one's going to perform so much more than the other and they you know ha have a chance to move up the ladder a little bit so they probably will get a little bit more than the other um, even though they're doing the exact same job so it kind of just it varies but it's good to have them on a salary and I think there's tools out there um, you know, when there's surveys done, so you can kind of see what the averages are in your area to make sure you're paying your staff the right amount. All right, the second thing is job security. Uh, pretty obvious reasons as to why if that wasn't present, it would cause dissatisfaction because then they can't focus on their job. They'll be, you know, worried about, oh, am I going to have a job tomorrow, next week? You know, it's a stress thing. And obviously we'll be seeing a lot of that at the moment with COVID-19 having affected literally everyone around the world and everyone's jobs. You know, a lot of people are getting put off. A lot of people, are, you know, are losing their jobs or um, getting reduced hours because they can't, your employer can't, pay, can't afford to pay them a full-time wage and the job security they're not sure on because, you know, there's so many people that it has affected um, so it would be causing dissatisfaction in their jobs, which isn't a great thing, but it's kind of out of control in this situation. You just have to do your best as an employer to reassure your employees that you're doing your best to keep them on and just be open and honest with them. So if you're looking at doing a restructure um, or, you know, just keep them informed with all of the decisions that are being made. Don't just spring 
it on them, you know, make it a process, make sure you get the feedback and don't just tell them, oh, we're going to get, you You know, you're just going to get rid of some people and that's going to be it. Like, let them be part of the process, make them feel, you know, a sense of achievement or responsibility and recognition and that kind of stuff, which are the motivations, motivation factors. Um, so the next one is working conditions. Obviously, it's an important one. If you don't have good working conditions, people aren't going to be happy. Nobody wants to work in an environment where their conditions are really, really bad or dangerous. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who have jobs that are super dangerous. There's a lot of precautions that need to be taken. If you feel like your life is online or if you're worked like so extremely hard down to like the point where you have to do so much overtime, you're still not getting your work done, that's going to cause dissatisfaction because, you know, that's kind of taking away from the sense of achievement because you're not being able to get your work done. So it definitely is an important thing to make sure the working conditions for all employees across the board are, you know, really, really good so that you don't get dissatisfied employees. So the next one is level and quality of supervision. So... It's it's a wee bit um, case by case for the level and quality of supervision. Again, based on the type of role that the person is doing, how experienced they are, um, and all of that as to the level and the right level of supervision that they need. Obviously, if someone's new, you you have to give them you know a lot more supervision. But again, if you know, they're an experienced person, you don't need to be watching over their shoulder, you don't need to be telling them what to do, have some trust in their ability to do their job, because otherwise it's going to make them feel dissatisfied, because like, what, am I not doing a good enough job, you have to watch over my shoulder, you have to tell me what to do, like, I already knew what I needed to do, and the quality of supervision is very, very important, I think I touched on this in my previous uh, episodes, about the type of of management can affect the person like the employee and how they think about their job so it's just important to make sure you're not micromanaging and telling them everything um, and making sure you're the right type of leader figure for the individuals and that you adapt your leadership style to match the different types of employees you may have um, because the quality of that supervision is very, very important. The next one is company policy and administration. So that's just making sure that, you know, you're not having anything ridiculous in your policies and that, you know, it's it's a very basic thing. Um, at one of my previous jobs, there was a bit of a debacle over a new policy and it did cause a lot of dissatisfaction between some of the employees who uh, put way too much thought into a new company manual that was created. Um, things like there was a dress code in there because it was a full company policy. Obviously that relates to all staff, so whether you're in a factory, whether you're in the office, whether you're a project manager uh, in accounts, you know, whatever the role, this 
company policy that they rolled out uh, rolled out um, was to cover everyone and you know some people were getting very frustrated and annoyed with that saying well why can you tell us what to wear like we should be able to wear whatever they want and it's yeah it's about having the right employees with the right mind frame because um obviously company policy is there to protect the employer you guys know if you're an employer pretty much most of the time if if there's any dispute, the employee will always win. And company policies are there to really protect yourself. So don't be afraid to make your company policies what they need to be. But just make sure that they're not like super strict or um, yeah, a bit over the top. And make sure you really communicate the policies in a way that employees understand. Because... Not all employees will understand it from an employer's point of view or be able to fully understand the terminology that's normally written in a policy because it's normally, you know, like that law type of text where it's very vague or it leaves a lot to to be interpreted. So, yeah, it's just important that you communicate the reasons why you may put certain policies in there so that they know that it's not like a dig at a certain person or you're just covering this or doing that, you know. Just make sure that it's it's okay and that you've got the right policies in place for your industry and your business. People will do like to feel like they're protected. So it's it's for both parties. And the next one is interpersonal relations. So that's really just saying that they need to have good relations with other people within the organization. It's just important, and I'm sure that everyone will know that if you're part of a team, um, let's just say like your admin team or your project management team or whatever part of the business you belong to, that you get on well with the other people in that area and then you have a general relation with some of the other departments it's just important, nobody wants to be going to work uh, and not have anyone to chat to or laugh, have a joke with, you know, have a laugh. Um, so yeah, that's it's one of the most basic human principles. I mean, humans are social beings, so it's important that there's a sense of socialness in your job to to stop being dissatisfied yeah because nobody wants to go to work and be by themselves and not talk to or have a joke with anyone for the entire day so yeah that's just one more thing and that is pretty much the last thing for the, uh, the hygiene factors so now we'll move on to the motivation factors so again when these factors are present those are the factors that encourage employees to put that effort in and to really get the performance that you want. And I think it's important to probably recognize that not every employee, if these factors are present or some of these factors are present, will perform extra or put in the extra effort because there are just some people who go to work to simply go to work and then their life uh, is outside of work. So you're not always going to get you know, the high performance from this. It's just um, having, again, like the right people employed in your business who want that drive, who want that recognition, who want to move up the ladder. Um, 
not necessarily move up the ladder, but it's a good thing to have if people are really motivated to their job. Uh, and that also obviously comes from the person as well as the work environment and these motivational factors. So it's it's a bit of both because you have to have someone willing to put in the effort and other and some people just aren't, regardless if those same factors are present. So I just thought I'd make that clear as well. So anyway, so this, but the first one is a sense of achievement. So um, obviously it's important. Nobody wants to feel like they're doing so much work and not getting any type of achievement or not achieving anything at all. So it's good to, you know, maybe set goals for your employees or, you know, KPIs are a common type of sense of achievement because, Many places have a KPI set, so you know what your target is, you know what your goals are for the day, or for the week, or for the month, or even for the year, if you want to look at it, you know, grand scale. Um, so it's important that, you know, they have something to work towards, and they have that sense of achievement in you, which is the next one kind of leads into the recognition for that achievement. Yeah, it's just important that you give them goals and that they know the tasks that they should be achieving, whatever the basis be. Um, like for me, I know what my daily tasks are, so I get a sense of achievement every time that I complete those tasks every day, every week, every fortnight, whenever they may occur. And then the second part of that is recognition, which is the next one, and that's recognizing and uh, from your team leaders, your managers, that you're doing that good job because um, nobody wants to obviously it's one thing to have your own personal sense of achievement every individual needs to feel like they're actually doing their job when they're doing their job well but to then have your management um, like see it and recognize it and say hey thanks for doing that or you know like actually recognizing you're doing that is a whole nother extra thing that obviously is going to cause motivation. So those are the first two. The next one is responsibility. Again, this one is obviously everyone needs to have a sense for responsibility as in they have their set of tasks that they need to do and they need to be responsible for achieving them. But not everyone will want a certain type of responsibility. Things like if you move up a ladder and you're now put in charge of a team uh, you, you've got people under you, not everyone is going to thrive or be motivated by that type of responsibility because it's not for everyone. So it's about knowing the individual and knowing if um, the type of responsibility they're after is just completing their tasks or maybe getting an extra project that they're responsible for as opposed to someone who may be willing to actually put in the extra effort and want to do that one step above and actually lead a, a couple of people in the team instead of just being part of the team. But it's a very important thing to have a sense of responsibility. It goes with the other two, you know, achievement and recognition and responsibility is just the next stage of that. Uh, and then the next one is the nature of the work. Again, Nature of the work is dependent, and if that's a motivation factor, it's dependent on the individual. Um, obviously, many people would not take a job where they're doing a job that they don't like, and if you're doing that, there's no way that you're going to get them to be motivated because they're simply doing something that they don't want to do. And some people will take a job that they don't want to do simply because everyone needs money. 
Um, so it's important, again, that takes me back to the whole people thing. If you really want to get the most out of your employees, when you're interviewing them, see which ones really stick out and really actually want to do the job. Someone who's just taking it on because they need a job obviously isn't going to perform the same level as someone as someone who actually really, really wants the job and, and loves the type of daily tasks that they're going to be completing. So it's... Yeah, it's a very basic one, but again, that more depends on the hiring stage and getting the right people in as opposed to the actual nature of the work, although there is a certain type of nature of work. I mean, they should only be required to do their job, and if they're getting to the point where they're required to do other people's jobs, that is going to affect them because that's not what they were employed to do. So it's just, it's important. And the last one is personal growth and advancement. I've touched on this a lot, I think, uh, about myself and how I'm always about personal growth and advancing through every role that I'm in because it's simply what I love to do and it gives me motivation to work hard so that I can pick up the extra tasks and I can be seen and get that recognition and I can get the sense of achievement for myself and take on more responsibility and slowly move my way up because that's what I like to do. So for certain people like me who have that drive, it's going to be very, very important to have the door open for the um, the growth and advancement. I know that um, in my, one of my, la I think of the two little ones that I did, I mentioned and touched on the fact that in the employee, in the interview stage, um, you should, you know, make sure that the, that you discuss any type of advancement or moving up the ladder, um, because that's either going to encourage somebody to take the job and put in the extra effort, or it may make someone not want to take the job, because if they are someone like me who wants to move up the ladder and wants, you know, to learn constantly, learn new things and be trying out different things, be part of a whole heap of different projects because they love a wide range of their role, then uh, that may put that person off if that's not a part of the, the job. So it is really important for many people to have that ability. And obviously with me, um, everyone in my position has the same um, ability, I guess you could say. It's not really the right word. But the yeah, the ability to move up or the opportunity is probably the better one to move up and do better. Uh, it's just the fact that many of them are quite happy just to be what they are doing at the moment. And, you know, they don't all have the same goals and dreams of, being an accountant and moving up and doing all the extra stuff. So it depends on the individual. But again, having that available to the right individuals will make all the difference in their motivation and making them motivated. And that is the the last one. So that was all for this episode. I really, really hope you enjoyed it. Again, it's one of those things that I believe are super, super important in having a successful business because it's all about your people, and your people are one of the three main parts, I believe, that are underrated and not recognized enough in the importance of the success of businesses. So 
Um, if you enjoyed this, you know, feel free to subscribe and rate it wherever you may listen to it. Um, follow me over at, you know, Facebook and Instagram at The Millennial Accountant. And I will talk to you guys whenever I do the next one. And I'm not sure what that one's going to be yet. So just stay tuned and subscribe if you're interested. I hope you have a good day. Goodbye.